welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched the final two episodes of 39. So that's episodes 11 and 12, and they snuck up on me. <laughs> sneaked Same. up. They sneaked up on me. Is that correct? I always say snuck up. I think sneaked. I think it's sneaked. But I could be, I will say, I could be totally, I am not confident in that. I just, I think it's the one that sounds wrong. I'm pretty sure. Mm, it sounds wrong. Yeah, sneaked sounds wrong as hell. And that's why I think it's that. Because I remember learning that and saying, nah, that doesn't sound right. I'm not And that's do that. why I <laughs> internalized that it was, um, that it was the wrong one. But I feel I could, like there's yeah. a lot of stuff like that in school where, like, one of my teachers, we had a vocabulary list that had the word zoologist, and my teacher was very adamant that it's pronounced zoologist, because it's like the Z and the O, you just take the first O, and then the rest, the other O is devoted to ologist, so you could say, like, zoologist, but you don't, you say zoologist, and it's one of those things that's in my brain, rent-free, for all of these years, and I'm like, I'm never going to say it that way, because nobody else says it that way, so I'll sound stupid. They will think yeah. that I am wrong, and I don't want to be the one to explain, like, read a dictionary, yo, it says zoologist. Like, nobody yeah. cares. That's super pretentious, and it, I feel really bad. I hope none of our listeners do that. But I just think that that's really tough, right? Like that, and this is coming from, I guess, if it's any consolation, if we do have a listener that also does zoologist, um, if it's any consolation, I'm in your camp in the sense that I have, since I was a child, said drawer instead of drawer, because I needed to remember how to spell drawer, because I kept trying to spell it wrong and i was like fuck it drawer every day I'll, <laughs> it's socks in the drawer <laughs> i mean i feel like you've already exemplified that you are on the right side of history because you started by being like it's actually sneaked and you did it in a very calm and rational way like a very accepting of you can say snuck if you want but i think sneaked is right and i went guns blazing like we are not i don't know why i came with this energy like Raquel, no not. it is snucked or nothing like why am i dying on this hill i should not have started i snorked i'm ruining our podcast I'm gonna come up with every weird way to say everything ever. Uh, Not even to be annoying, just to be chaotic, just to bring the chaos. <laughs> and you will show that you are the accepting one. You are the perfect one who's like, everyone's <laughs> welcome here at Play on K, and I will balance that out by being like, no, you have to say things the way that I say them in my mind, <laughs> or you are wrong. Thank you. <laughs> We'll just have a little mix here. A little mix. Mix it together. Uh, I love it. I love also knowing that there's someone out there that pronounces zoologist as zoologist. I won't also. I am in camp. I will not be doing that. I will be saying <laughs> zoologist. Thank you. Because obviously, obviously. Um, okay. I think 
we have very different vibes from the last two episodes. You, <laughs> We've done this before where you give yourself away before we start recording and then I just have to hold my tongue and be like, wait for it, Raquel. Yeah, I always do that, yeah, especially with this drama. Um, yeah, I had, I think, Going into the end, like I said, the end sneaked up on me, and um, I, it didn't feel like the end. And so, as I was watching it, I there was a level of disconnect for me. But that said, they had a, enough beautiful moments that they got me. I did cry during the final episode. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, the brunch fucked me up. Oh my god! I was. I was a mess. And so, yeah, I went into it thinking I would be pretty okay. And then everyone that she knows and loves starts to stand up at the brunch. And I... It, it was like a very zero to 60 cry. Like, I was fine. And then I was sobbing. It w There was no in-between buildup where I was, like, single tear or anything. It was like, uh, I can't believe they're doing this to me. Like, immediate <laughs> sob. <laughs> I okay, I have to check my notes. I watched the episodes back to back and I started crying at the end of episode 11. Mm, oh, yeah, when they did the karaoke scene. I think Oh, yeah. Maybe even before that. I want to say it was her mom finding the contract that made me start crying. But I don't know if that was episode 11 or episode 12. Either way, I started crying pretty early on and uh, then just didn't stop. That was my whole <laughs> night for just an hour and a half. Most of the two episodes, I was just crying. And it would go from a soft, normal cry to a sob, completely losing my, my mind, to back to just a quiet cry for just, just the lump in my throat kind of cry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of that just within just like a like a micro dose of that from maybe <laughs> from the brunch on of just varying levels of how much how de how dehydrated am I going to be after this cry oh pretty not not as dehydrated as I would expect oh this one is where I'll make up for that extremely dehydrated <laughs> um this one being uh it really really got me also um the uh shoot the so the scene specifically where i mean it is still the brunch scene but when she's giving her speech i like paused it gained some composure i was like i'm fine and then she spoke again about how she had all like all the time she possibly needed to be as loved as she was and i again once again lost my shit it was such a perfect speech. Like, how do you give a speech at your own funeral, especially impromptu? You don't, you don't know that you're going to have to give it. And then she's like, here, let me, let me nail this. It was so good. Yeah. Extremely good. And then I did like a small cry, just a, a little small cry. Uh, somehow, even though when we started, he was my least favorite character, uh, Jin Seok was always the one. He and Juhi could always get me pretty fucking sad, pretty fucking fast. I keep saying I need to maybe like cool it on the f words <laughs> this time I around. I okay. think it's appropriate. Yeah, this I I do. It was rough. Yeah, maybe I've done like my allotment. Like I'll try and tone it back for the rest <laughs> of the episode. But I think I have said 
the F word more times in this this episode than any other single podcast episode so far. So this oh, will be sure. like, yeah, this will be kind of it for me, I think, in this episode. Oh, I think you're I'll doing reserve. fine. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring the rest to the bonus or something. I'm so <laughs> sorry. If any of our listeners are like, ah, my least favorite part is when Raquel starts to bring out her swears. <laughs> She'll tone it back from here on out. Yeah. But also, you don't have to. This is your podcast. <laughs> Do what you want. It's my, it's my it's my podcast. Um, I'll still try. I'll still try for for everyone. A little bit of swearing at the top for the people who like the swearing. A little bit less swearing at the at the end for the people who aren't as into it. Uh, a little bit of something for everyone. <laughs> it's a mix. <laughs> that way, no one is happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Jin Sok MVP. Um, yeah, when he was really scared in the hospital, and Mija showed up, and he just hugged her, and he was so scared, and he, that, for how much I didn't like him when the show started, in the, I don't know, maybe last half of this drama, but especially in these last couple of episodes, the way he emotes gets me for some reason and he was so good at portraying that devastated kind of scared and sad that that was a small cry that i did i did do a small cry even though it was just a a short scene it was such a short scene but yeah like you said it perfectly invoked what they wanted you to feel it it was so good and i yeah i think the show did a really good job Obviously, all the way through was pretty good. Sorry, this is maybe bonus episode, like, show overview stuff. But I thought, going into it, we both expected it to be, like, a best friends show. Like, what do you do when you lose your best friend? And then it was like, no, no sweet loves. Um, Imagine that you're losing someone, but it could be your best friend or your child or the love of your life. Or it could be a person that you've met and you loved and you just haven't seen in a few years. They really put you in the shoes of every single person in Chanyang's life so that if you didn't have that connection or that that willingness to connect with like, I don't want to imagine my best friend dying. I'm just going to separate myself from the show. I'm just going to watch it and enjoy it. They're like, but what if you imagine your child dying? It's like, oh, hey get up out of here. And they're like, what if it was the love of your life that it was, you're like, stop showing me Jin Sok's sadness. This is an attack. You guys are attacking on all fronts. They, yeah. they really were like, anyone can relate to this. Yeah. Cause they even got you from the, what if you were in Chung Young's shoes? What if you're the one and, dying? And how cheated I would feel like the little speech she gave, because I, Just that feeling of simultaneously being so grateful for all the love you received, but also feeling like you could spend infinity with these people and it wouldn't be enough time. I'm tearing up thinking about it because I could spend infinity of time with the people I love and it still wouldn't be enough. Like it would still be so devastating to know that that was getting cut short. I am not ready to express my feelings like this. Pull yourself together. Pull it together, Raquel. If we start crying now, we won't stop crying. But she did. She said that in the video. Like, (laughs) she, she was like, it's okay that I'm leaving. But I just imagined so many times us all growing old together, and I thought we would have that. 
<laughs> oh no. This is easily the hardest I've ever cried on the podcast. How did they do it? Why are things like this? Because I felt so disconnected from so many parts of this show throughout the entirety. And then this finale, they uncontrollably fonded us. They uncontrollably fonded us. (laughs) We were okay. We were being strong. And then, yep. They were like, we're going to hit you from all angles. We're going to show you every different type of sad that can exist. Okay, well, I'm going to have to live with that now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. Turn off the podcast. Turn off the podcast. It's the shortest podcast episode ever because we lost it and we can't hold it together. How could we? We're not monsters. If you didn't cry at this show, you're a monster. (laughs) I'm really bringing the energy. I'm really trying to get unsubscribers. Just divisive energy. (laughs) (laughs) You're fine. If you didn't cry at this, you're fine. But maybe you didn't get it. I don't know. Um, I got it. I felt it. I, I enjoyed it, though. I liked... I liked how much I cried at the end. I thought they really stuck the landing. I think the only weird part was them being like, here's a scene where these two best friends finally get the news that they've been waiting for. And it's like one of the most devastating parts of the show. It is, it hit home. And then they have like a three sentence monologue from Mijo, the voiceover that they do at the end of every episode, but it's in the middle of episode 12, and she's like, that was the night that Chan Young died, and it was very sad, and then we were fine, and we went on with our lives, and it's like, wait, what? 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 Are you kidding me? Like, I get get it. I get that the point is to be like, this whole show has been about you. your life is not entirely wrapped up in this person. You're they can be your everything and you still have to acknowledge <coughs> that you have other things outside of them. So when they are gone, your life keeps moving on. And it's like, that's consistent. That's been consistent throughout the whole show. But it was a weird, like, uh, she's dead and we all moved on. What? That's the uh, monologue? Are you sure? Are you sure? Because that you could talk for longer if you want to share your feelings. <laughs> I'm good. No, that we, I, life kept going, which I think is, it's realistic to the extent that, so I remember kind of two things that I guess later we can kind of decide maybe, did Raquel overshare? Should we cut this? But it's not, it, I don't think it's oversharing when I, the first person I ever lost that I was old enough to understand that I was losing them was my grandpa. And I was, I had my grandpa around. I was really close with him. And uh, I was 20. I was 21 when he passed away. And I remember even in my grief, what like really, really got to me was the passage of time and how I knew that I would feel less sad someday. And it bothered me, right? Because it's almost like I wanted the grief as a placeholder if he couldn't be there to just keep feeling terrible because I didn't want the world to be normal ever again because he wasn't in it. 
And how could it be normal if he wasn't in it? Why would I ever feel better? I don't want to feel better. I want to think about him every day, you know? So I remember, yeah, like being really bothered by the idea that life goes on, but it did anyway. And like, I'm not as sad to think of him anymore. Like that grief isn't as potent. I'm still sad. There's still grief, but like, it's not as uh, all encompassing as it was. And that was exactly what I was afraid of. And life still went on. And we, I still found a way to recover and be okay. And like, that was so, so I found that very relatable, but I agree with you that it went so quickly. There's a part of me that wanted to hear more. I wanted to be more present in the aftermath than just kind of a skip ahead to when things got a little bit better. <laughs> Once you get me crying, you can't get me to stop crying. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, I think. Maybe also who it was coming from was a surprise, where obviously Micho has done most of the monologues. I want to say Chan Young did one of them, though, so maybe it would have been less weird if, kind of out of nowhere, Juhee had her first monologue and was like, life went on, we were okay, especially because the rest of the episode was Micho not being okay. Like... I yeah. guess, like you said, she wasn't like, oh, things were all great, we were fine. She just said time kept passing. But, yeah, maybe a, a different person to deliver that message would have felt less strange. Because it was off, off in a way, <laughs> to just have me, Joe, jump in and be like, and then she was gone, and we just kept moving on. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. Yeah. But it was it was fine. I think they made up for it with the rest of the episode. It was just that one tiny moment that was like, what? That's weird. Um, and then the episode kept going and it was like, here's all the ways we're not okay, actually. This is yeah. this is different than what I just said. Yeah. The scene also with um with Micho being unable to um see Chong Young in her casket wrecked me because that same thing also happened at my grandpa. I've always been bothered by viewings. Like, they've always kind of scared me. Mm -hmm. Even as, you know, like, before losing someone super, super important to me. I thought it would be more scary to see him in that way than not. And I remember I wasn't gonna do it. I wasn't gonna go up. And then at the very last minute, I, like, just grabbed my cousin's hand and, like, I don't know if he wanted to go up or not, um, but, like, I needed someone and everyone else had already gone up to, like, see my grandpa and I needed someone, so I, like, took him with me and he's wonderful and I didn't even have to say anything. I just grabbed his hand and he went with me, but, like, I also, I had that moment where I thought about not doing it and so when Mijo didn't do it, I was... That was so profound to me uh, that that she made that decision. And I almost, there is a part of me that almost wishes it hadn't been regret that she expressed um, for not, uh, but I don't know what I would have wanted it to be or like, because I don't disagree with it. There was just maybe a part of me that I think there's more nuance in it than just regret where it's like yes i regret it but i physically couldn't do it and i can't regret that like that there was a part of me that just couldn't do it yeah 
I think even hearing you talk, it's it's easy to see how valid both decisions are to say, I I wanted to say goodbye to this person who meant so much to me. And like that final viewing is that moment. But on the other side of things, I think for me personally, I have never had the opportunity to do a viewing. But if I did, I probably wouldn't take it because to me, that is not the person I loved anymore. It is, yeah. uh, they have, they have changed in a way that I don't want to remember them by. And so, yeah, I think if I had been in Mijo's shoes, I would have also been like, I want to remember Chan Young as she was, not as, as I'm seeing her off now. And maybe that's selfish of me. And dealing with that, like, yeah, I, I regret it a little bit because it felt like a selfish decision, but I also want to stand my ground and I believe in myself enough to know that that was the right decision for me. Like, yeah, to have that, yeah, that balance would have been nicer than just being yeah. like, you, you did bad. You didn't yeah, see you'll her regret off. it. You should be sorry to her. Yeah. It's like, no. It's so much more nuanced than that. Yeah. Oh, this episode's hard. <laughs> I know. I actually don't know if I have, like, the emotional energy to make it our longest episode, you know, or, like, maybe on par with our typical episodes. Yeah. Um, this one might be I want to get close. Yeah, but <laughs> this might be a short episode because it's... I don't, like, there are certain scenes that I... I think are important to talk about that we, and we've talked about most of them at this point. Um, but they're also so hard to talk about. They're so hard because this show, like, like we said, did such a good job of demonstrating loss from every point of view, including the person that is passing. And it is devastating and emotionally difficult. <laughs> We are emotionally exhausted, and <laughs> my eyes and my head. I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. One. One more kind of hard thing that I want to say, and then maybe we can move on to like the highlight reel, the good stuff. Because yeah. there's a few good things that I want to talk about. I want to touch on. But one of the really hard and most beautiful things to me personally, as like a new mom. I thought it was so beautiful when her mom said she was going to move out. And I know that's like a really weird thing to get teary over, but I thought it was just so beautiful that she was like, my daughter's in love and I want her to enjoy that without me. I didn't even think about it. Now I have to cry about that one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I could do that. Because you just want to be with that. You just want to be with your baby for every moment. Every moment oh my god! Are we allowed to even publish this episode <laughs> on the podcast with our watery, sad voices? We have to put a trigger warning. We have to tell everybody: just stay at home, listen to this. Don't drive. Don't drive. Don't you drive. Listen to this episode. Yeah, unless you're just unaffected by our tears. In which case, if you need to drive somewhere. You can still listen to us, but it's going to be just like these watery, sad voices for the whole thing. And I'm I'm sorry for that on some level, but like, 
we gotta feel our feelings about this show. We gotta talk through the pain, okay? <laughs> um, I just thought that was really nice. And that's, yeah, I think that was one of the last hard things that I wanted to talk about. I don't think I could do it. Oof. I didn't even think about that one until you said it, and now I'm wrecked. I'm wrecked like it's the first time I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so something that was really lovely that didn't make me cry only made me happy was the way that Mijo got to present her adoption of the little boy at the orphanage to him, and how there was just a moment that he was scared as hell. And then she said, no, I'm asking because I need to know how you want your room decorated. And it was the sweetest moment. That was perfect. And I think it was an ending for, I think his name is Hoon. It was an ending for Hoon that I think we all expected because adoption was such a big part of the show. And she and Sonu loved Hoon so much. So it would have been a really weird vibe to just be like, He's just in a couple episodes playing Cupid, and then we never see him again. <laughs> but it was, yeah, I think it was valid to be like, sometimes you have to love a kid from a distance. She cannot have a kid in her life right now. And yeah, it was so beautiful to see that transition into her new life, her married life, where she's going to have room for for a third person and to be like, absolutely, I've been thinking about this for so long, and it's all I want. And to get that finale for the three of them was so, so good. And obviously, yeah, the the mirroring of her adoption and his adoption, very cute. So cute. Yeah, I really loved that. And yeah, like you said, it's not that it was unexpected. It was just so well done that I'm so glad that, yeah, there wasn't any drama surrounding it, right? They're, they didn't make it like this big question mark. I'm grateful that it wasn't a surprise because how fucked up would that be if this kid got jerked around on if he was going to be adopted or not by these people that he loved and who loved him back? Like that would be wild. And there was never really a question about it. It was just, yeah, when they were able to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to take this hoodie off as soon as we're done recording, because it has just become a giant tissue. <laughs> Whoops. That's, yeah. Whoops. That's how my pajamas were last night, watching the finale. It was a mess. <laughs> um, I loved Park Hyun-jun. One, he... He had a very quick arc, and I feel like it was a it was a slow burn, but there was a big payoff. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna join this crew. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna join this crew. And it's part of me didn't I didn't love that. It's like, well, the only way you can join this crew is by dating one of the crew members. <laughs> it's like, I kind of wanted him to just be friends with them all for a while, and that would have been yeah. cute too. But it was and very- like. Sorry, go ahead. No, you you go. But it was very sweet watching him look at her from across the street and be like, look, that's my girlfriend. That was cute. Yeah, that was really cute. And yeah, I think it would have been nice to have just some subtle nuances of him having joined the friendship. And then, you know, after his relationship, you know, maybe he's showing some interest in Juhi, but they're all friends, so... and he And she works for him at that point, so... We'll think about it. 
and then yeah, it, and it didn't have to be a big thing, kind of like it wasn't really in this either, where it's just like, and obviously they're dating. Um, but yeah, I I would have liked to see. It's just I feel like they gave So On such a such an arc. Right? Um, that I didn't, like, I cared, I liked how it ended. I liked that she was able to find forgiveness for their father and even invite him to things after the way that he treated her, yeah. which was insane. And I'm glad that she realized her love of her, of playing piano was not only tied to her being in that family and in their good graces, but it was something that she loved and she, she discovered that on her own. No one kept laying into her about like, that was only part of the first couple of episodes of you could play piano again. And then she was like, stop it. Just uh-huh. let me not play piano. And everyone was like, all right, we, we respect that choice. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. And, um, like you said, her whole arc was perfect. I guess not her whole arc, but because I I still have problems with the beginning. But the f- the latter half of the show, her arc was perfect, and I think her ending was one of my favorites. It was very yeah. very good. But yeah, in comparison, I guess when you're like, who's who's more of a secondary character, So Won or Jung Hyun? And they're like, definitely So Won. She got yeah. a lot of screen time. We got yeah. a lot of screen time with. Him and his girlfriend, I guess, but pass? Yeah. And yeah, I even like, like you said, I liked her arc, and I especially liked how it ended, but there is, there will always be a part of me that kind of feels like we sacrificed time of seeing the friends together to see her, and I know that that's weird, right? Because that's not what it is. It was written, and her part was also written into it, but there is a part of me where I was like, if you're only doing 12 episodes... Could you not have maybe pulled back some of her stuff at the beginning and given us more friendship time? Because I was always hungry for that. They they could never have necessarily given me enough. I guess I'm a little bit greedy, but so as much as I liked, yeah, the the latter half of her arc or so, there is a part of me that feels like it came at the expense of getting more time just seeing the friends together, not in their relationships, not necessarily with their parents though i also love that shit forever um but just specifically those three together doing things like going golfing yeah <laughs> i don't know for example yeah like it seems like they just go out to eat together that's their thing they don't seem to have many hobbies that overlap but give us more that's all we want like i think we even got towards the beginning a lot more time with Chan Young and Juhi visiting the dermatology clinic, and we never got Chan Young and Mi Jo visiting the department store. But it seems like that would be a natural thing to do, just like slip in. I don't know. Yeah. Anything. Give us anything. Like you said, anything. I'm greedy for it. Yeah, more time early on of Juhi developing her nail art skills on them, maybe discovering that's something she enjoys doing on the side and then deciding to make it her business instead of the other way around. Yeah, that would have been good. Like, I, I'm i all here for being like, yes, you're 40 years old or 39, whatever, but you can decide you want to be a nail artist and be like, I have never done nail art, but I'm pretty careful with things. I'm very patient. I have attention to detail. Like, those seems like the skills that I need, and I think I'd like doing it. So, like, learn a new skill. 
from the ground up at 39. And if you want to do that, listeners, we have a skill. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But like, I thought that was a cool little, little life lesson there where it would have felt more natural to be like, she's always had a little bit of an interest in nail art. And we see that when they, when they hang out together, but it was cool to be like, nope, she's never even thought about this. This is day one for her. And she's going to do it. You think 39-year-olds can't learn a new thing? Boom. You're wrong. She just opened a nail salon. (laughs) Like, that's cool, too. It's weird. It's not what I expected from this show, but I like it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is very good. Um, One last thing. I I don't want to end on something that I don't like necessarily, but I don't have anything else to talk about after this don't love how they just never fully resolved the juhi as a third wheel thing like it just kind of kept <laughs> being a thing it got so yeah much it got worse. worse at one point straight up chung young said to her face i am definitely more worried about me joe just fully and juhi was still very very sweet about it because juhi's been a champ about being the third wheel for the entire, the all of their years as friends, she's been a homie about it and just given them the benefit of the doubt. And she just kept doing it. She just like softened the blow with like a sweet joke. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know. Like even the last episode started with the three of them going to karaoke as kids and being like, we came all the way to your neighborhood to hang out with you. Do you want to hang out? And her being like, eh, I don't know. And then being like, we really like you. We think you're really cool. Do you want to hang out? And her being like, ah, I guess. And like, that's cool. That's sweet. But you would think that would change over time. And yeah, it was hard. I think the previous episode started with karaoke as well. And they were like, we freaking hate Juhi. Like, shut up, girl. We don't want to sing with you. You suck at this. And it was like, this is a weird, toxic vibe. You should not hang yeah. out with me, Joe. She's being really mean to you right now. Yeah, me, Joe, is not nice to you. And that you need to tell her she need. And that was kind of a theme, too, because, like, even at the beginning, they would tell her that she was the ugly one and that they were suits. They weren't tall because they were so busy being prettier than she was and shit. Like the mean jokes that you're like, good for Juhi for brushing that off and being like, it's fine. Like, I know in their heart of hearts that they don't mean what they're saying. But it's like, "Mm, this has been so many years of them being kind of just the mean friends to you. Um, can we get more moments where you're all nice to each other? Because, yeah, even like the when she goes to take pictures for Chan Young and it's like so silly and she's being so embarrassing and they're all like, ah, you're just you're making too much of this like little camera moment where we're running around. And I don't know. I think part of me just wanted them to be like, this means a lot. And, like, it's super embarrassing at first, but then they get really into it. And they're like, this is super cute. Thanks so much, Juhi, for thinking about it. And I think we got that vibe, but I don't know if we got that as an actual statement. We never got the moment where they were like, this actually turned out to be really fun, and it meant a lot to me. Uh, Yeah, 
I have no, I guess I, yeah, I just, I don't like that they never fully resolved that. And yeah, the way that they continue to treat her and they never, uh, everything was so implied that she was their friend, but like badly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I would have noticed it, or at least I would have forgiven all of it until you brought it up. And it was like, wait a sec. So, like, when they were kids, they would just, they just said one time, like, we like you. And now she has to just take that one moment and acknowledge their friendship forever. It's like, yo, you could probably also be nice to her sometimes and invite her to things. And I don't know. Yeah. And I know that that's a thing with some friendships where it's like, you know that we're friends if we can lightly bully each other. But that, yeah. I guess, is not super relatable for me personally. I don't know that... I, I guess I've had some friends in the past that I've like tried to poke fun at. And it, it always only ended poorly. And that's not something I do anymore as I've grown. And it feels I, very like, young. Yeah. And so I, not to pass judgment on anyone's relationship or friendships because if you have like a friend that like bullying is your love language with them as long as you're both on the same page and it's consensual like bullying that's great but like it's not something I can take into my friendships yeah and it's I think it would have maybe been fine if we'd seen that between the three of them but it felt more like two against one where like Mijo and Chanyang's relationship was you are so precious to me. I'm going to be real with you about everything, which kind of made them fight sometimes and made them nag each other sometimes. But at the end of the day, it was always like, we know we love each other because we can be real with each other. It Like we start the show with me, Joe, being like, you got to break up with him. It is disgusting that you are dating a married man. Like, stop. And I think that set the tone for their relationship. And then all we got on Juhi's end was like, and you're also here and we kind of bully you and that's our dynamic. And it was like, <laughs> um, different vibe, different vibe that you guys are like, we love each other because we're real with each other and we love you because you can take a little, a little bit of a punch. Yeah. But, oh, like some cheap shots. And it's like, they're not. And it's one of those things where it's like, we can be like, well, it's not even true. She's not ugly. So like, obviously, they're joking. But at the same time, coming from a person who like, I, so I, I am aware that I don't have the best, um, like, no. self image at all times, right? Oh, okay. Like the you best, the best self-image, like, I don't, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, and I don't want to be that way. And for the most part, I just try to be like as positive as I can. But at the same time, it's like, even knowing, you know, like, uh, I'm a pretty person or whatever, you know, like, um, if someone was that I loved and respected was like taking shots at that, it's precarious enough that it could really, really hurt. It could really hurt, even if it's not true. I feel so, like I have a really good self-image. Like, I maybe too much. I'm like, <laughs> I look in the mirror sometimes, I'm like, you are a god dang model. You're a goddess. You You're are. everything. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than to hear this because I want you to know that. Like, that is true. You are <laughs> but stunning. Like, yes, if you came to me and you were like, me and Lauren are the pretty ones and you're the ugly one, I wouldn't be like... They're just joking. (laughs) I'd be like, those are my best friends saying that. Why? Why are they saying that to me? 
I've never cried this hard in my life. Suddenly, everything (laughs) I thought I knew about myself is shattered and my self-perception has changed forever. You know, like, yeah, maybe Juhi's just so much stronger than either of us could ever hope to be. But weird vibes. Weird vibes. Super weird vibes. Uh, so what a good place to end this episode, unless there's something else that you wanted to talk <laughs> unless about. Unless we want to cry again. Um, yeah. It's either I crying don't. or condemning them forever saying a bad word about Juhi. <laughs> there is no in-between. <laughs> there is good stuff in the middle. Um, yeah, I think I'm good. I, I just want you to know that you are also a goddess, and that's why I would never say anything bad about you, because it wouldn't even be a funny joke. It'd just be, like, one of those pathetic jokes where you're like, I don't even get it. Like, I'm up here, <laughs> and you're making jokes like I'm down here. It just doesn't even make sense. It's, like, it's sad. Sad. Your jokes are sad. Like, why would I ever do that? <laughs> why would I engage with your jokes that don't even make sense? Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I just love you, and I will work on your self-image. When I'm back in the States, we'll bump you up. We'll get you (laughs) to see you how I see you, and it'll be great. Yeah, if I can just see myself how you and my mom see me, then I'll I'll be golden. That's our job as friends. Like, okay, learn it, Mijo. Learn it and live it. (laughs) And do it. And do it. Yeah, what? (laughs) Okay, so now we're ending the podcast. We're pissed. Um, <laughs> if you also this are a little bit mad at me, Joe, send us an email <laughs> at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you liked this emotional roller coaster, we've got other episodes on our website, plus all of our affiliate links. Uh, our website is just, I wouldn't call it like the most plentiful place in the world, but there's some stuff to do there. There's affiliate links to like Skillshare if you want to learn a new skill. Uh, NordVPN if you want to protect your internet presence and possibly find some K-dramas that might not be licensed in your region. I still don't know if it's illegal to advocate for that. So, like, if don't tell anyone you heard it from us. Um, <laughs> and then also uh, Blueberry Podcasting, if you're interested in starting a podcast. They are our favorite. That's what we use. Um, and then uh, sign up for our newsletter. Just a bunch of stuff at playonk.com. Yeah! There's also a link to our Patreon at playonk.com, but you can always go directly to patreon.com slash playonk to support the show with money. Just so, some money to keep the lights on, keep the show running. Maybe someday we'll buy n- fancy new microphones and we'll be like, hey, that's thanks to our Patreon subscribers. There's also some bonus stuff on there. And you can vote on what we watch next. So now's the best time to jump on there so you can help us decide what to watch for our next drama. That's all at patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, uh, the very freest way to help us out is to just leave a rating, uh, review, and subscribing anywhere that you find us. So anywhere you're listening to us right now, there's probably one, at least one of those things, but maybe a combination of those things that you would be able to do that would help other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. Yeah, we are sometimes on social media, but honestly, I haven't been, haven't been good about our social media presence lately. Just look up Play on K on your favorite social media app and you'll probably find one of us. Well, <laughs> good ad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we'll see you next week for the bonus episode of 39. Yeah, K-bye. K-bye. Bye, 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 bye.